0: Welcome to the Geeksplore Not Off-Topic Debrief. I'm Ben Robinson. And I'm John Williams. And here we are to uh, give you a little
1: bit of news in a more casual uh, manner. You can even lay down with your face to the ground while you listen to it if you want to. (laughs)
0: Uh, Or while you record it, for that matter.
1: So I guess we could we could lead off with, hey, what have you been up to this week? But I'm just going to go ahead and answer because I am <laughs> so scatterbrained right now. Yeah, I had to get eyeball surgery again. So I'm once again face down and I got a ice pack over my eyeball
0: and this sucks. Yeah, you've seen better days. Yeah. I've seen better Johns. I'm looking at you right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I bet
1: it looks silly. Uh um, so here we are, we, we've got, we've got a bunch of news from the last couple of weeks, uh, but, oh wait, sorry. How have you been, Ben? Oh, I've been good.
0: Uh, my eyeballs are intact, so I'm, I'm happy with where I'm at.
1: Righteous. Well,
0: uh, you want to take the lead? Uh, sure. Um, I guess starting with, uh, trailers, um, at least the one trailer I saw, uh, the WandaVision trailer came out and this was a show that I, like when they announced it, I was like, I don't know if I care about Either of those characters enough to watch this show. I don't know. The trailer looks like it could be interesting. I'm not sure exactly what they're doing with it, but it, you know, it's not normal superhero fare. It looks like they're in some sort of weird delusion or something, because it has shots of them in like a, like a 60s sitcom and in a, a few other places. And uh, I don't know. It is unique looking. Yeah. the
1: The more that comes out about this show or from this show, the more excited I get. You know they they had spoken early on about about sort of finding a way to mix together like sitcoms with uh superhero drama show and you're like how the fuck are they going to do that that sounds stupid but what it seems like is that like television and different eras of sitcoms are going to play a big role in this because if you look at the little snippets they've got like the black and white like leave it to beaver sitcom then they've got like 70s sitcoms, they've got 80s, they, they've got like a Roseanne style one, then they've got, you know, it It looks like like they're going to be like traveling through the eras of television. And and I, I have a feeling it's all brought on by Wanda's grief and then her like reality altering powers. So she's yeah. like trying to bring vision back to life or something.
0: Yeah. And so that seems like that was the idea. And, and I was just kind of doubtful that they'd be able to do it. In a way that I would care about it, but uh, I don't know. The trailer is starting to sway me, so I'll, I'll, I'll at least check it out. Do you know when it's supposed to come out? I do not. I think originally it was supposed to come out
1: 2021, but then they said it was going to come out 2020, and I don't know if that is still the plan.
0: I mean, if it's out while The Mandalorian is out, I will watch it, because I'll have Disney Plus for a bit. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Hopefully that's what they're banking on, because like we've said in the past, like they really should have had a follow-up for, for Mando after the first season. Like they, there's no other like big budget franchise content that's come since Mandalorian season one.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No reason for me to continue my subscription.
1: Yeah. That Jeff Goldblum shows pretty good.
0: Yeah. I've heard that. It doesn't sound good enough for me to pay for though. So what do you got up next on your list there?
1: Um, let's see. So I guess, um, if we're talking superhero TV shows, um, there's a show that you and I have both expressed a, uh, a common love for. It is the boys. Yeah, it's good. I like it. Yes, it is very good. Um, season two is going strong right now. And, uh, it appears that because of the, uh, the gangbuster numbers season two did on its, uh, release, Amazon is going to be moving forward with a, uh, as yet untitled boys spinoff show where, um. It appears it's going to be like half college show, half uh, superhero show, like half competition show. Well, I guess that's three halves. I don't know. But it's going to be kind of a uh, like a soup university, you know, where superheroes go and compete for contracts and train and do it, I imagine.
0: Yeah, be real gratuitous and raunchy and violent. And just be yeah. awful, awful people, I'm sure.
1: Yeah, for the most part. And then there will be a nice person who you hope will not finish last, but they probably won't. They'll probably be in for a world of hurt. I, I mean, I'll watch it,
0: I guess. Uh, or I'll just check it out. But um, I, who's writing it? Do
1: you know? Um, it looks like the executive producer of The Boys, Craig Rosenberg, is writing the pilot and will serve as the uh, the showrunner, um, according to this Deadline.com article.
0: Okay, well, I mean... He did a good job with the boys, but I guess coming up with his own material instead of you know working off of Garth Ennis's work, um, Garth Ennis is a very specific taste. I guess he's he's yeah. a little over the top and 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 very uh, in your face with his you know everything is shit <laughs> yeah, yeah. mentality. And it's a taste that I I, I enjoy, but um, somebody else trying to replicate it may not hook me i guess is my concern yeah if it doesn't have the the tact it needs it just comes off as gratuitous and gross i don't know
1: yeah seems like there's reason to be cautiously optimistic
0: yeah yeah, and we got some uh, news out of uh, wizards of the coast uh, regarding the new tasha's cauldron of everything the new dnd supplement that's coming out um it's okay. kind of like xanathar's guide to everything where um they go through and, and kind of like add, you know, kind of add new features and stuff. And it looks pretty rad. It looks like we're going to be getting not quite an overhaul of all of the main classes, but like all of the standard classes are getting like new features and options can get, that you can kind of use if you want to kind of augment your game and kind of the closest thing. I think it sounds like we're going to get to a D&D like 5.5. Um, I know like everybody but wizards has the ability like on a long rest to swap one of their known spells out for another spell, which is kind of cool. Um you've got some new fighting styles and uh a bunch of other pretty cool sounding stuff. Um Well, you can now like when instead of taking an ASI or um like a feat, you can replace one of your skill proficiencies. Druids, clerics, and wizards can swap a cantrip every time they level up like you could normally do with a spell. Okay. Um, And just a a bunch of other like cool little tweaks to all of the core classes to kind of give people more options that you could use uh, to kind of make the character your own. Yeah, why not? Yeah, it sounds pretty cool. I'm I'm curious to see how it works out with the whole like, every time you finish a long rest, you can change one of your spells that you know. It gives you a lot more flexibility. But I'm curious as a DM how that's going to affect, you know, balance. But uh, I guess we'll see. We'll get it in hand yeah. and get, give it some playing.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll, we will have to incorporate it into a game in the future.
0: And, the, and I think that book is coming out on the 17th of November, so it'll be out fairly soon, too.
1: Um, well, Ben, how do you feel about James Bond?
0: I, I like James. He's a, he's a good buddy.
1: Yeah, how do you feel about that? That Daniel Craig guy.
0: I think he did a pretty good job. I I, I think I'm done with him. Yeah, I don't think I, I need any more Daniel Craig. But uh, I I at least really liked him in uh, like Casino Royale and and the one that was after that. Quantum of Solace. Maybe. Oh man, a lot of
1: people didn't like that movie. I did, but you know we'll we'll get into that on our on our one day James Bond episode probably once no time to die comes out
0: yeah if it comes out
1: i i think that's uh that's the time to do a James Bond episode well early talks are uh, are coming out from uh from some people on the inside quote unquote saying that uh that the studio or the Broccolis are going after tom hardy as the next bond
0: tom hardy huh yeah british
1: acting darling Tom Hardy. How do you feel about that?
0: He is fairly versatile. I mean, I've seen him play some fairly different roles here and there, so he he might have the chops to do it. I was kind of hoping for maybe a younger Bond.
1: Yeah, yeah, because Tom Hardy, let's see, I don't have his age in in front of me, but he's like mid-40s, Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah,
1: I think he's like 10 years younger than Daniel Craig or something around
0: there. Yeah, well, that was the only kind of the the weirdest thing about Daniel Craig is that it was supposed to be like Bond's first mission, and he was already kind of old looking. Yeah, like he didn't look like he he this was his first time out, or at least as a as a you know double O agent.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I understand why studios would go after Tom Hardy. Like he's a uh, he's a hot commodity. He's a great actor, but I really really hope this doesn't happen. I I don't I don't know. Tom Hardy doesn't have um. I don't know. He's got kind of a whiny high voice and he's got, he's, I don't know, his stature. I don't, he just doesn't, he doesn't scream bond to me.
0: Yeah. He he doesn't seem like he has the class. Yeah. like He's got like a, like a boxer's face, you know, like like, sure. You could see him beating a bunch of people up and and doing stuff like that, but, uh, seducing women in, I I, I guess there's a lot of people, a lot of women out there that would probably gladly lay down with Tom Hardy. So (laughs) maybe not. I don't know.
1: But you know it'll be really interesting to to see who they eventually end up going with because I mean another other names that are that are being tossed around a whole bunch are like Henry Cavill and uh, Tom Hiddleston and it's like I don't know if I want any of
0: them for Bond. Tom Hiddleston, that was the dude that was Loki, right? Yeah, interesting. I don't know. Um, my my thoughts on casting over the years is, is is generally to you know, withhold judgment, because there's been many times where someone was cast for something that was like, that sounds like garbage, and then they do a great job. Yeah. Or I'm excited about them, and they do a shit job, so.
1: Well, you know, and and I, I think I think that's totally fair with something like, like Joker or Batman, because there are things that somebody can bring to the role that you may not have anticipated, but for some reason, I mean, maybe it's just me being closed-minded about James Bond, but I feel like James Bond is a fairly well-defined character where it's like, there's not a whole lot an actor brings of themselves to James Bond. It's like, they just play James Bond well.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think they have to bring something of themselves, even if it's nothing like earth shattering or new to inhabit the role. Well, though. Yeah, I
1: guess. Yeah. Like Timothy Dalton played a more like smoldering James Bond and Pierce Brosnan, you know, played up on the, on like the Roger Moore camp. But that was also in the movies, I guess. Yeah,
0: he played a more Remington Steel James Bond.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> so I guess if we're talking movies here, still, um, I got some movie news. I don't know if anyone cares about.
1: Hey, that may or may not be interesting.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's that's what we, people come here for. Shit they don't care about. Hmm. Uh, James Cameron announced that Avatar Two is completely done. It's in the can, as he says, and uh, that Avatar Three is 95% complete.
1: Hooray! That means after over a decade, we finally get to see a new Avatar
0: movie, right? Uh, not not really. Uh, He's still not planning on releasing the second one until 2022, which is weird for a movie that's done. Uh, also, for a movie that no one is excited about.
1: Yeah, it is fucking bonkers.
0: Maybe he's hoping by 2022, he'll have found an audience and people will get excited about it again.
1: Yeah, nostalgia. Nostalgia will have come full
0: circle. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what he's thinking. Um, it's it's bizarre. And apparently, Colonel Quaritch, you know the big bad guy from the last one. Yeah, had like the knife, the mech knife fight at the end. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, he's coming back. I'm pretty sure he was dead. Yeah, I had heard that he was definitely good and dead. But you know, I guess no one in the audience will be questioning it cuz no one will be in the audience yeah <laughs> oh james cameron yeah it's weird like you you want to
1: not question james cameron because of his like his brilliance in the past like like the the things he's accomplished uh, but it's just i don't know this one is it's so hard to wrap your head around but i guess so was you know, some other ideas he had in the first place, like, you know, the making of the abyss. You know, it's like, holy shit, that that was revolutionary. Nobody thought Titanic would break the world box office record.
0: Yeah, so. right. And I mean, I didn't really like Avatar that much. It was beautiful. It looked great. I bet both of these movies will look awesome, too. Yeah, they'll be visually stunning.
1: Yes, those are the exact words I was thinking like that. That will be on the blurb on the commercial.
0: Yeah, hopefully that's not all it has going for it, but I fear it might be.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, speaking of shit that's uh, that's weird and out there, at a theme park, a Gundam theme park in Japan, they have started testing uh, movements for a full-size six-story Gundam. He sent me that video. That shit looked cool. Yeah, he's straight up, like, kneeling down, like, lifting up his arms, and like, using his fingers and shit, and, like... Even though it's all controlled by like you know gears behind them, like it's not like the robot is actually moving independently or anything.
0: It's still fucking cool. It's a giant fucking robot. Well, it's like a big giant animatronic, full size Gundam. Yeah, that is super cool. Japan's got the coolest freaking amusement parks.
1: Yeah, they've got the the, the Nintendo theme park. Yeah, can't they, wait till it comes here.
0: You know, a Gundam themed park, and my daughter was telling me they have like an entire Naruto themed park there as well jeez like they'll just take any property and and fucking you know any popular property and make a theme park out of it and uh that's neat i like that so um speaking of of theme parks i guess uh i saw this thing for this park in utah i guess it's like 40 minutes out of salt lake called evermore uh this place looks fucking cool like i don't know you know covid days what it's like there but it's a uh, it's basically like a a larp light rp park (laughs) Kind of like, kind of like a Ren Fair, but like more organized with like lore and quests and shit. So I guess uh, you go there and like you, when you get in there, you get like a level one adventurers card with like some quest stuff on it. And you go and do that. And then you you can like level up and they hand out like cards that are like different for each person of like different things you have to do. Like you got to go talk to this guy or give them that or, you know, learn archery, defeat, you know, defeat some thing in the cemetery or some shit. And they've yeah. got like 50 or 60 like paid, like theater school kids that, uh, that all have like full on backstories and, and, and there's like a lore that's going on and like a theme uh through the whole thing. And, uh, it looks super fucking cool.
1: Now, do you know what kind of like pricing it is or like, or like what, uh, what's the experience like? Like, should, do you, should you go multiple days to play out a quest or what?
0: Yeah, so some of the stuff I watch, it looks like like they're open from like three days a week, like Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or Friday, Saturday, Monday, because it's in Utah. <laughs> <laughs> but they uh, they're open from like six to like eleven at night, like you know, so they're only open for like five or six hours a night. It sounds like in a day or two, you could you could kind of get through there and experience most of what they got. But uh, everything I've I've read and heard about it seems like they're doing a, a like a really thorough job. Like you're walking around and like you overhear conversations of other people that are on quests that you've never heard of and all kinds of cool stuff going on. And it's it's like fifteen bucks a person okay. to go to go in, and so it's it's super reasonably priced. Uh, I guess like the food and stuff's reasonably priced too. It sounds a lot like kind of like a Ren Fair, except where there's a theme and quests and shit you could complete. And uh, I don't know, it sounded sounds like it'd be fun. Seems like it's something that would be fun to go to, like, with your D&D party, and I'll just, like, play your characters while you're there. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, Except I'd have to play a one-armed fucking character after yeah,
0: what that's happened right. in our
1: last campaign. Shark
0: bit off your arm last session.
1: Yeah, because you were controlling me, putting me right up against the edge of the boat like a dickhead.
0: <laughs> um, but yeah, that looks rad. Uh, I don't know when the next time I'll be in Salt Lake City is.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's not, not somewhere we get too often. But you can you can find cheap flights there. Uh, When Southwest has deals, you get a a flight there and back for like, you know, 100 bucks.
0: That's not bad. I mean, it'd be fun to go check out like I like the idea and the concept. um, And I hope it's sustainable for them. Like I hope that they can make that a successful business and it's around for a while. Yeah.
1: Especially in these COVID times.
0: Yeah, I guess it opened in, like, late 2017, so it's been open for a few years now. Oh, and shit. The, and they, they've just now kind of, like, finished their last phase of construction, and, like, they're doing, like, a big, like, horror Halloween thing this season, which is kind of cool. I
1: just had a vision of the future where we go there and you get kicked out for foul language, like, almost immediately.
0: <laughs> right? That, that's that's possible.
1: Well, while we're on the topic of, uh, of things we hope will stay open, I've got some bad news about something that is closing. Uh, we've got uh, Cineworld out of the UK, who is the owner of uh, Regal Cinemas in the US, has announced that they are closing all, I believe it is, 543 US locations. They are shutting right
0: down. For how long? Indefinite.
1: Well it it sounds like like they're they're anticipating at least through to uh to 2021 but who knows for sure like the the article of course was sensationalizing it um I read it on a uh, bleedingcool.com and uh making it sound like they were closing permanently forever and then towards the end they're like oh yeah you know they're hoping to be back open you know after 2021 or something I don't know it was once, uh, once the, the delay in No Time to Die got announced. I think that was sort of like the last nail in the coffin. They're like, nope, we are. this is not sustainable without, you know, billion-dollar franchises coming through, you know, and movies aren't going to be making billion dollars anymore.
0: Man, that's fucking lame. But my favorite theater that I go to generally is a Regal Theater.
1: Yep, Regal El Dorado. That is my favorite spot.
0: That's that's the one I went to and saw New Mutants at, and if that's the last movie I'm going to be able to see there, I'm kind of disappointed. I saw that, not like you know tonight.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna try to hit up a Taco Bell right over by Regal, get me a Mexican pizza if it's still around, and just go see whatever movie I can at that theater just to say goodbye to both of them.
0: When are they shutting down?
1: Um, it said uh, as early as Monday. Oh, balls. Okay, yeah. and and apparently. Um, there's some lawsuits that are starting up, uh, there, there's like this, uh, shit, I can't remember the name of the group, but, um, the theater workers are banding together in the UK to try to try to go after them. I don't know for, for wages or for, I'm not sure. I I don't think it's that they're not being paid, but it's just that they heard about all of them losing their jobs from, you know, the, the announcement in the media. And there, there's like 500 and something employees that are just
0: out. Uh, well, yeah. In the UK. I mean, that's the reason they're shutting them down. I presume if they're shutting them down with the intent to open later, they're going to keep paying their leases. Yeah, because they've got to, um, unless they own all the buildings they're in, in which case they'll still have to pay taxes and shit. But shut everything down. I mean, labor is what's going to kill them. If they've yeah. got, you know, fifteen people there working and thirty-five people show up to watch a movie, uh, that's that is not sustainable. Nope. Well, that sucks. Yeah. I know some of the other theaters are doing like the, you could lease the whole theater out for, you know, a hundred bucks to watch a movie kind of thing. Yeah. Um, Which apparently they must have run the numbers and a hundred dollars to run a movie must make them some money or at least break them even.
1: Yeah, no kidding. I mean, I guess if all you really need is a projectionist and say like one or two people to work concessions, I don't know. It seems like that would still be in like the three hour period. It would still cost more than that. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I. Maybe I, don't know I mean, either.
1: maybe they 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 understand that they'll lose some money up top, but if they can all of a sudden rent out, you know, like there's there's these theaters with like 14 screens. So if they've got 14 of them going at the same time, then you know they they don't really need to staff up any more than that. You can still have two people running the concessions.
0: Yeah, that's fair. It's especially if you stagger the movies such that they're not all getting in or out at the same time.
1: Yeah. Oh, movie theaters. I'd like to do one of those. My sister went to one last night at a studio movie grill. Oh, yeah? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, a friend's wife, it was uh, It was her birthday, and they they had done that. We'd
0: talked about doing that, and we just we didn't get on it quick enough yet. How many people went, do you know? I do not know. Because I'm curious. If you have more than, like, 10 people, it's like, shit, we should have just charged them individually. We would have made more money. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy.
1: But, yeah, I mean, with studio movie grill, like, they're doing, like, full restaurant and bar still Yeah, you can still order from the kitchen
0: that's way more just popcorn and fucking sodas man keep it simple popcorn sodas candy you don't need anyone to prepare it you just need a teenager to shovel popcorn into a bag yeah so um i got some gaming news i guess okay did you hear about what a shit show the ps5 pre-orders were uh only briefly from you basically the ps5s sold out the day before they were supposed to go on sale How does that, how does that work? Shitheads for the most part, like resellers bought most of them. Like they, they got in and like the, the store links and stuff to, to get in and make the orders went live before the announced, you know, the announced day that they were supposed to. So people that were in the know went in and ordered as many as they could. And by the time that it was supposed to open up and people were like, all right, this is the morning. I'm going to go pre-order it. I'm going to
1: camp in front of GameStop for a week.
0: Yep, and then they obviously immediately, you know, pre-orders like not even the the unit like just here's the pre-order I will let you have it started showing up on on eBay for like you know eight hundred to three thousand dollars, fucking scumbag reseller pieces of shit, like scalpers essentially for PS fives.
1: Yeah, man, what the fuck? Like, I'm I'm not surprised, but I'm not any less
0: bummed. And and I guess the the same thing happened with the new uh, like um, Nvidia GeForce thirty twenty or whatever, the the new graphics card that came out. Same thing happened. People buying it up and then reselling it for fucking thousands of dollars. That's so weird. I would have no
1: idea what you were talking about, except I was listening to a podcast. Oh no, it was a radio show the other day, and they had like uh, members of like Tech TU on, and the, and people were calling with like computer advice questions like oh yeah i got a 3420 video card they're just like whoa congratulations and i was like i have no idea what the fuck you guys are talking about
0: i mean i think the thing retails for like 1200 bucks on its own gross um i and i guess sony did announce they're going to do a second batch of pre-orders coming out here soon so we'll see if they don't fuck that up
1: yeah yeah that would be that would be nice (laughs) i mean i'm not getting one either way not right away but that fucking sucks uh speaking of other things that probably fucking suck, uh we're gonna take a trip back uh back over the uh the ocean to Taiwan now. Um, apparently Burger Kings out in Taiwan are selling a chocolate whopper. And uh according to the to this article on in the know.com, uh customers are very, very confused. That seems what,
0: like so is it uh, like chocolate drizzled on it is it mixed into the meat yeah what it is
1: uh it it seems that that it's a uh, it's a peanut sauce that combines uh like like chocolate into it to uh to bring out a a stronger umami flavor um but uh, uh, you know it it, i don't know if, uh, if the genesis of the idea was that uh in 2018 like burger king did an april fool's uh prank where they had like a chocolate whopper that had like chocolate buns and like a raspberry sauce and shit yeah but apparently this is just a whopper that has like a chocolate peanut sauce on it and um let's see we've got some quotes i guess uh some some early predictions i guess these aren't people who actually tried it but said "Ugh, a chocolate whopper that sounds disgusting more disgusting than grilled pineapple on a burger how do you feel about that pineapple on a burger fucking love it yeah i figured you would
0: oh man that's that is so good
1: other people have said easy pass or it is a terrible idea. I don't know who the pe- who the, who's the people came up with. The- oh man, that is terrible. That was not me doing a terrible job reading a, <laughs> a <laughs> sentence with correct grammar. I just cannot read abbreviated text speak. Never mind. Yeah, it sounds fucking gross.
0: Yeah, I don't think I. I mean, I got to be honest. Most of the stuff at Burger King's not that good.
1: Yeah. Yeah, the Whopper um, isn't good in the
0: first place. So I don't imagine covering it in chocolate is going to make it any better. Gross. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess on the topic of things that are gross, yes. Uh, Microsoft came out and did announce the price for the Xbox uh, Series X and S expandable storage. That you know we, we talked about how they're they're going to do like a proprietary thing. You can't just put a normal hard drive in it. Uh, which is one thing I gave Sony a lot of credit for on the PS3. You could just go get any hard drive and plug it in, which was cool. Yeah, 360 also. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's going to be $220 for a one terabyte drive.
1: It's so fucking stupid.
0: Yeah, I mean, hopefully it's like a super fast, solid... I'm sure it's a solid state drive because that's what they have in there. But uh, still, it's like that is... That's, you know, most of the price of the series s if that's the one you bought and you're out of your 500 gigabytes of storage you gotta almost you know <laughs> buy another system like for for another 80 dollars, you could just go buy another series s and have two, half your games on one and half your games on the other
1: <laughs> hey and if you if you fuck over the pre-order then you could go buy a couple of them and sell them for double the price and then you yeah. can actually make fiscal sense out of uh, out of buying a one terabyte <laughs> hard drive
0: arbitrage uh oh,
1: jeez um so what do you say uh you want to run down uh the old rumor mill in what is uh what is mostly superhero movie
0: news yeah yeah i've got at least one thing that is uh total conjecture and rumor all right i've not heard any confirmation on yet well
1: i would like to lead off with a uh with an article i read on we got this covered dot com that that says ben affleck is reportedly reportedly willing to return for a new batman movie if he had creative control so apparently the door is not completely closed on uh on mr affleck as batman you know whereas um it it seems like like going into this flash movie dc is uh warner brothers i guess but uh they're really embracing the idea of the multiverse and how everything exists you know like everything you've ever known is just as valid as everything else it's just in its own universe so if we want to have michael keaton's batman show up you know at the same time as ben affleck's in this flash movie we can so i I (laughs) think they're they're open to the or possibly i don't know um, I guess we'll see if they're open to it, but you know, what if, uh, what if Affleck got his own little, uh, HBO max series or something and he got to actually play out his raid style Arkham Asylum Batman movie that he was originally planning.
0: I mean, more Batman could be good. I, I mean, I, I think he's got a, a decent reverence for the character from what I have seen. So maybe it would be good. You know, we both stated that we liked him as Batman. Oh, oh by the way, we got a, a very visceral reaction from Ginger from Grand Rapidians Play Video Games. She fucking hates him.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> she was uh, very vocal about how much, uh, what, what her thoughts on Mr. Affleck were. Yeah. <laughs> so she's not excited about this news, I can guarantee you. No, no. But, uh I don't know, it'd be cool dc's strategy right now with the whole multiverse thing is like it could result in some cool stuff but it, it some of it is starting to stink of desperation maybe like all right let's just fucking throw everything against the wall and hopefully something sticks we'll have like three Batman at the same time fucking a couple supermen and someone's gonna like one of them right right please <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean and they they had kind of a track record in the past for doing that just like announcing a shit ton of things coming out and then like less than half of them even do make it to uh to celluloid or or digital files. But <laughs> you know, I mean from all from all reports Ben Affleck's script was apparently really really good. Like back when he was going writing and he was going to direct the movie that he was going to star in. So I I I'd, I'd super be game for it.
0: Yeah, I mean generally the uh the biggest thing fucking DC's ability to make good movies up is Warner Brothers.
1: Yeah, the the executives in the past for sure. And like apparently Walter Hamada who took over, I want to say it was a couple years ago now. Um he's he's apparently behind the scenes doing a doing a decent job trying to get get DC on track and to be like like they they don't want to do the Marvel thing. They don't want to do their, their little solo movies and then culminate in an Avengers movie. Like they, they still want to give artists some form of, uh, of create creative license over the projects, but without fucking anything up, you know, because like Marvel is so in the iron grip of Kevin Feige, which isn't, isn't a bad thing. It makes lots of money and a lot of directors aren't unhappy doing it that way, but you don't get a lot of, like, auteurs and, and uh, yeah. people with creative vision doing groundbreaking things. So uh, I, I, I hope this spells good news for, uh, for
0: DC. It would be nice. Um, uh, some other grist that came out of the rumor mill um, about a couple weeks ago now, it's not super new, and I, but I haven't heard anything confirming it, is that uh, reportedly Pedro Pascal, the, the guy who plays the Mandalorian... Uh, like walked out halfway through filming of season two because he was uh, having disagreements with them that he wanted more face time and, uh, and,
1: and that's not mask time.
0: Nope, not mask time. Like actual his face on the screen. And it's like, dude, you signed up to play a character who is religiously bound not to show anyone his face. What do you expect?
1: Yeah, sorry? <laughs>
0: like, what the hell, dude? Uh, like, you're lucky you got your face out for the, you know, couple of minutes it was there in the first season. Like, that was a, a dramatic moment because uh, it's not supposed to happen.
1: Yeah, I wonder if he's uh got that Wonder Woman money coming his way and he's like, man, fuck
0: Mandalorian. Uh, the, the weird thing is that from what I understand... A lot of the shots in the first season and in the second season, he's not even in the suit. Like he's not even on set when they're filming because they've got like a stunt guy in the suit because he doesn't need to be in the suit. It could totally be somebody else. Yeah. So basically he could get, you know, that big old fat Disney money for basically a voice acting gig.
1: Yeah. Yeah. As long as he likes the way the person like moves their arms and stuff like their little their little affectations when 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 uh, when when his lines are going.
0: Yeah. So I mean it's, it seems like a fairly easy solution there. Take the money, do the voice acting, quit being a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, again, it's a rumor, so maybe he didn't do that. I don't know. Never met the guy.
1: But you're you're on blast, Mr. Pascal. Yeah. If that's your real name. Um, let's see. Jumping back, of course, because it never ends with uh with DC. We've got reports that even though there is not a green light on a uh, on a Joker sequel, that uh, early rumors are that the Joker sequel would feature multiple Jokers. <sighs> and I don't think that would be in the way that they're doing this, uh, this current comic series, uh, the Three Jokers. But I was going to say, yeah, they're
0: doing that in the comics right now.
1: Yeah, no, I, 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 I would be very uh, shocked if, <laughs> if they were trying to find a way to adapt that story into a Joker movie. I don't think it would fit at all. But it appears like they're going to explore other characters that were inspired by the Arthur Fleck Joker character, um, and of course, early rumors are that uh, that this would lead to whatever Joker appears in Robert Pattinson's Batman movie.
0: Oh, so it may not be Joaquin Phoenix. Maybe it's some copycat or some guy that like took inspiration from that Joker. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Okay yeah why I, not? I guess again, throw that shit against the wall. Let's see what sticks <laughs> <laughs> i mean if if that's your qualifier for throwing shit against the wall,
1: then anything anybody says about anything is throwing shit against the wall. It's a story idea
0: uh, yeah I, I i guess there just doesn't there's no rhyme or reason to it. you know it just seems like there is uh i, should, I mean maybe that's their strategy. Is, you know we'll just make good stories and it doesn't need to tie into a big franchise or something that spans a decade yeah I
1: think that's exactly what they're
0: trying to do if that if if that's the goal then then great I just their track record is not great and so I'm a little skeptical right now that 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 that's what they're actually doing and they're not just you know trying to make 10 things in the hopes that one of them succeeds rather than trying to make 10 good things
1: yeah yeah well, I guess uh one one last interesting rumor for the uh for the old rumor mill is going back to the topic of Batman's in the Flash movie. So there are there are early uh reports that the Flash movie is possibly trying to cram in as many Batmans and Supermans as possible, uh, including reports of two Brandon Routh Supermans, one being the Kingdom Come one from uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths. And then the other one being a more traditional, like Christopher Reeve Superman. Even though his Superman was supposed to be a takeoff from Christopher Reeve, I think they wanted one darker and one lighter. Um, there are reports that they're trying to get Nicolas Cage to come in and play Superman from uh, his Superman oh, movie shit. that never shot. Really? Yeah, and and uh some of course again uh rumors are that his Superman would exist in the same universe as Michael Keaton's Batman because they were both to be directed by Tim Burton.
0: Yeah, I could see that.
1: And um and then the other report along with that is that they're trying to get as many Batmans as possible including trying to they they're, they're going to try to throw shit tons of money at Christian Bale. Uh, they're going to try to get George Clooney, Val Kilmer. Like, they're trying to get all the screen uh, Batmans and Supermans they can. Interesting. No word on Dean Kane, I guess. <laughs> but I would fucking love to see that. And why that's for not?
0: the Flashpoint movie? Yeah. That, that would be kind of cool. I mean, yeah, even just for a scene. Yeah, you know, the novelty alone would make me want to see it. Yeah. Like, would they be like just talking, or teaming up, or fighting, or fighting each other? I have a, a Batman no off?
1: idea. Can you imagine that seeing Clooney and and Kilmer fighting Michael Keaton? I'm imagining it right now, and it's glorious. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, seeing seeing Nick Cage, I mean, he'd have to he'd have to get in shape, but seeing Nick Cage in a Superman suit, I mean. There's that one Come like on. screen
0: t- or the like costume test shot of him a picture of them isn't it? Yeah, dude, yeah,
1: that 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 documentary that's out there that uh The Death of Superman Lives. What happened? The documentary by uh the late great John Schnepp has so much like costume test footage and like early concept art and shit. Like that movie would have been bonkers and I wish it would have gotten made, but I mean like yeah, those shots of him in costume they're pretty fucking cool. It's it's a weird like you know rubber armor suit like the bat suits, but it was it's still cool to see. He's he's just got such a not
0: Superman face. Oh man, yeah, <laughs> or hairline. He's like he's, he's like he's a very worn down looking Superman. <laughs> it's like is that what happens after like Kingdom Come?
1: Eh. <laughs> but um, you know what? I think that's all. That's all I've got of any import
0: yeah the uh the only other note that i have on here is uh i came across a kickstarter that looked pretty cool uh D related one um, by these guys theorycraft uh basically they're putting out a like a character development planner they're calling it f- for fifth edition but uh it basically it's like a little uh, spiral bound notebook that helps you kind of go through like if you have like a character idea to kind of write the notes down and f- kind of figure out like where their stats would be and kind of what the logical progression for that character would be and kind of keep all the notes um, of like who the character is and and kind of where you see him going. And then as you're playing with that character, kind of make notes like, you know, arm bit off by shark. And uh, that sort of thing. (laughs) (laughs) I could use that. Because I know like for me, like occasionally I'll have like a character idea pop into my head and I'll like sometimes write it down and sometimes I won't. But uh it's cool that they, they give you like a, a single place to kind of gather all that together and some tools and ideas to uh, help kind of figure out what that is. And uh, I, I guess they're out of the UK and I talked to the guy because uh, I asked him about shipping because um, like I've kickstarted. I kickstarted something a long time ago and it was uh, I might have been on Indiegogo even, but I did it and it was out of the UK. And then like it came time to ship and it was like $30 to ship. And I was like, man, I only paid 15 bucks for this thing. Oh, like, shit. Gross. Yeah. But I guess they got it figured out, so it's only $5 international shipping, no matter what. Nice. I don't know how they did that, because that is uh, that's a very affordable rate. Yeah. But yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I would suggest everyone go in and you know, check it out. Uh, I'll put the link in the show notes. Sounds good. And uh, I guess on the Kickstarter note, uh, we have uh, kind of firmed up a date. We will be launching um, the Kickstarter for Space Oddities, John and I's comic book coming out uh it's gonna debut on november 1st and uh run through the month of november
1: yep that's the plan uh we're gonna have comic books we'll have some prints we'll have uh stickers we're 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 figuring out the goodies right now um we'll make it worth your while you want to be in the comic there will be an option for that
0: yeah so it's uh the comic's already drawn it's inked uh basically the kickstarter is to uh to pay a, a dude to uh color it and to kind of get a print run going so um it could be in your hands pretty quickly
1: yeah yeah it's a uh, and it's a a almost double-sized first issue and it's looking to be uh, issue one of six that we have planned for our quote-unquote you know like space oddities movie you know the graphic novel uh the first big story arc so get in on the ground floor it'll be fun Thank you for, uh, for coming out and listening to us, folks. I hope it was a, an enjoyable experience, because uh, I don't know about Ben, but on my side, it was fucking miserable, man. I'm going to go take a nap. If <laughs> you want to let what? us know uh, how we did, or whatever, you just want to chat with us, uh, email us at email at geeksplorationpodcast.com. You can find us on the social medias, Facebook, Geek Exploration, the podcast page. Instagram, Geek Exploration Podcast, or Twitter at Geek Explore Pod.
0: Yeah, and if you enjoyed the show or any of our shows, uh, go leave us a review. We'll read it right here on The Debrief on uh, Apple Podcast or Podchaser. Uh, we still got some swag available at shop.geekexplorationpodcast.com. And our theme song is Celebration by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com.
1: Oh, yeah, or you can call us at 916-ORC-TURD. O-R-C-T-U-R-D. Do it. We'll play your call on the show and we'll talk to you about whatever it is you want to talk about. Anything. Bye. Bye.